something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I'd like to compare our podcast to a Feltman's of Coney Island hot dog. Because it's long and delicious. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that, Brody. But most of all, there's no filler. It's all action-packed with goodness. Well, I have to back you up on there. This podcast, I know for a fact, I had it tested. No nitrates, no <laughs> nitrites in our podcast. Just right. like a Feltman's no, hot dog. No filler. But look, we've been talking about Feltman's hot dogs for so long now. Mm-hmm. You should be eating a Feltman's hot dog as you're listening to this podcast. You will taste the difference and how clean it is. You should be sitting home going, mm, you know what, they're right. Preach, boys. They're not salty at all. Feltmansofconeyisland.com. That's their website. F-E-L-T-M-A-N-S of Coney Island. Maybe you want to go buy some off the website. You can get them out of uh, Amazon Uh, Amazon and and Jet. Jet. But they're also now at Balducci's and King's. I I would go to any of those. I go to ShopRite. They're available at ShopRite now. Now, we're winding up with uh, tailgate season. But you still have a few barbecues that you like to do in the wintertime right. here in the Northeast. I'm going to use the expression you hear it all the time now, right? The big game. Get some Feltman's hot dogs and get them now because if you wait till the week of the big game, uh, you're not going to get them. This is the real original, Charles Feltman. He's got his name on it. He invented the hot dog back in the 1860s. I'm so. saying get some ketchup with it now. Also, they could sell out of ketchup for the big game. Get it now. You want your mustard, Scary? I understand that. Feltmans of Coney Island.com. Start up, start up. Start up, Brooklyn boys. Start up, Brooklyn boys. Start up, start up, start up. They making noise. Start up. Start up, start up, start up, start up, start up. Episode 69. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Brooklyn Boys podcast. And we didn't plan that, by the way. No. We just knew to do that. Okay, so uh, in regards I mean, to episode 68, yeah, a, a couple of people asked what they didn't understand the title. Yeah, which why was, don't you explain? And by the way, Brody and I were debating the title of the episode uh, back when we were naming number 68, and, and Brody said, that should be the title. And I'm like, yeah, you do me, anybody, you said, do me, I'll owe you one. You do me and I'll owe you one. I, I'm like, no one's going to get that. Some people got it and some people like, I, I listened for the whole episode. I didn't get the you should... do me, you 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 do me, I'll owe you one reference. Right. Right? Oh. Wasn't that the title? You Wait, hold on a second. I got to do something. 
We're going. Oh, scary. You're a 12 year old. Okay. So what Scary did was we have a thermostat in the studio here, right? <laughs> and I know for a fact Scary does this in his car when he puts the heat on his car. Any room he goes into, he changes the. Uh, I didn't have to explain sixty eight first, but he he changes the temperature to sixty nine. Well, we're at sixty nine. I know, and then you chuckle. Well, it's cute. Okay. Don't you do that? Here's what I'm gonna say: If you don't know what sixty nine means or why he would put that on his air, on his thing, you probably aren't old enough to listen to the podcast. Ask mommy to explain, not to explain. <laughs> Just understand that. Okay, there's has it's a double don't, entendre. Don't even don't even go there with that. Okay, it's a double entendre. It's a double entree right. as well. Yeah. However, sixty eight is an old joke. Oh, yeah. You ever do sixty eight position? And we go, what's that? It's you do me all you want. And so, in other words, you do what you got to do to your partner. Well they, well, they do you, rather. Right. And you go, I owe you one. Hmm. Right? So it's not quite 69. You're one short of 69. It's an old joke. Some people knew it. Some people didn't. But if you go to Urban Dictionary and put in, you know, what is, you know, 68, you go, that's the joke. I you just do. thought of a fun bit for us. We should actually turn the thermostat up one degree with every episode from here on out. So By the end of the year, we'll be sweating our asses off. Exactly. Not doing that. And I'll need it at that point. No, that's like when we had 98 degrees on the show and Elvis wanted the studio to be 98 degrees. That would have fun. That no, was a was, co- fun concept. It was a fun concept. You don't was think a that we idea. can do a podcast in a room that's 100 degrees? No. No, no. Do you know what 100 degrees feels like? Uh, I don't know. What, listen, remember back when I was in the sauna with Will? Oh, that's... I got Okay. In episode uh, 50... Uh, 60, okay, good 50, luck with the flow chart for this episode. Back to that. Episode 55. I got called on the carpet because I said my mom was behind some episodes, and I jumped to that episode. To, I said... Uh, but my mom listened in order. Right. That was the episode we were up to. Right. So don't don't call me out on that. Well, episode fifty four. When I was in with Will in the sauna, yeah, we had the sauna up to one hundred eighty degrees. Yeah. So that means if we were to sit here and do a show for an hour at hundred degrees, I think we'd be able to hack it. It's not that we would be dead. It's that it would be uncomfortable. I'd be sweating, and just I don't want that. But then you you know you're releasing toxins when you sweat. Okay. It's good for you to sweat. I heard you know. <sighs> Will told me that that the sauna is okay. good for you. A I get, couple times I, I, a week. I get your your abdomen uh, bodybuilding guy told you that I'm not doing that. The guy's jacked. I mean, if this is what he does every okay, day, you are. Is he jacked because he works out or because you got to him? No, let me, let me say this. Yeah, I, I, say I trust people that are in good shape. If I see if I see a dentist with perfect teeth, I'm trusting that guy. No, you if don't I trust see- him. You trust his dentist. You know the old riddle. If you walk into a small town and there's two barber shops and one barber has a crazy haircut and 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 uh, and there's uh, uh, another barber has the perfect haircut, right? His shop is is his his shop is clean. Yeah, and and he has a perfect haircut. And the other guy's shop is is messy, right? And he's got a messy haircut. Right. Which shop do you go to? Well, obviously, you go to the one with the messy haircut. Right, because he's he doing did, business. He, he's got hair on the floor because he's got customers. And he did the hair of, of, the, the, guy, other guy. of the other guy. Right, and that most likely, yes. But I'm just saying, if a guy, when it comes to the world of working out, if a, a person is in perfect shape, I'm trusting that person. Okay, but I'm not going to turn the heat up in here to 100 because you and Will sweat right. into yourselves with no shirts on. But I'm, I'm also not, not trusting DJ Khaled when he's telling me to go on some weight loss program. Another ton. <laughs> I mean, would you? Listen, he's got the he's got the what is it the keys right? A major key. He doesn't have the major key to lose weight. 
He doesn't. I he give you that. He major key food. Right. That's right. <laughs> he needs the major key Sorry. to the sardine regional can. Supermar- regional supermarket joke alert. Yeah. Major, he needs the key to the sardine <laughs> can. Open up the fish. No, I would not uh, trust him for dieting advice. All right. Unless he was 500 pounds and he lost it and he's down to you know 280 or whatever. I'm just saying. Nothing against DJ Khaled. Anyway, so as I was saying, saunas are good for you, so let's turn up the friggin' heat in here, man. Let's okay, do it. Saunas are good for you in limited exposure when you're not wearing clothing and you're in there for 10 minutes. Saunas are not good when you're fully dressed in a room trying to work and focus and be <laughs> amusing, hopefully. Uh, no, not for an hour and a half. Okay. All right. I thought we'd... Uh, speaking of an hour and a half, our podcast was 91 minutes, I think, last week, but it said 151. Yeah. That was a glitch. Uh, here's another thing. You're not getting another 90 minutes today because we we are on a time crunch. We, we, are, we are, First of all, we have to go home and pack. We, I got we so don't. much to do today. We're, flying, we're flying to L.A. Early tomorrow, tomorrow, the 18th, yeah. to go to the iHeart uh, Podcast Awards, iHeart Radio Podcast Awards, which, as you know, we're nominated for. Yeah. If you don't know the full story, you can go to our social media, at David Brody. And at Scary Jones, or if you prefer, at Scary Jones and at David Brody. And of course, uh, that's on Twitter and Instagram. You'll you'll see the the link to the story interview we did uh, for yeah. AM New York. Officially which, re- released in the paper, the physical paper today, but right. it was online yesterday. Yes, yeah, so AM New York is a local New York newspaper, and they have a digital component, which I go to every single day. That's no lie. Every day. They have entertainment section, politics. This is not a sponsor. Uh, news, not a sponsor. Um, they have a transit section, opinion section. Basically, anything at all that you want to know for, about New York. It's your New York paper, right? Okay. And a website. And so they did an interview with us on Tuesday. Uh, the pictures came out really nice, I thought. I think I thought so, too. I'd like, to, I'd like to hire that guy and have him follow me he around was great. in life. Well, the photo credit has his name. We should get him. He was really good. He was really he good. He used the slimming filter. It was nice. <laughs> Whatever that was. Yeah. I and, need him for my future Instagram posts. And so we had fun. Now, uh, I made a joke in the interview, and the girl had listened to the podcast. She was a fan of the show, and she made a joke about putting the Brody and Scary. Scary seems to think I went behind his back and went to her and said, I didn't hear you say it. I would have corrected okay, her. Okay, well, you can't listen to the audio because we don't have the audio of the interview, but she's sending us clips of the audio from the interview so that next week on next week's podcast we can play clips of it. Well, Because anyway, I think we were very Brody funny. Brody very slickly pulled her aside and said, make sure my nope, name goes first. Nope, I said, spell it David correctly. I'm not Dave. And I spelled Brody with then a Y. Then why did she put that little wisecrack in there? Because I, during the interview, I said, it's Brody and Scary. We were joking. And she said, no, I know. I listened to the podcast. So she decided in the in the story to write. It's all good. You want to get her on the phone next episode? It's okay. We'll I, on only just, I, I only set up that interview. That was my contacts and my people, and okay. I brought that to the table. What embarrassing but, moment, because I said I, I go to AM New York uh, every night. Um, sometimes the writing the writing's always great, but sometimes they leave out dates. Sometimes they'll say, hey, it premieres next week. But if you don't know what week the article went up, Friday or Monday, you don't know if it's next week or this week. It's a little confusing sometimes. They sometimes leave out like, oh, right. it's next week. They should put in parentheses. Right, the dates. Right, right. the dates, yeah. Happens a lot. So one particular time, uh, I, <laughs> I tra- well, maybe twice, I tracked down the writer of an article. I needed the information. And the other three times you blamed it on the intern. No, I don't ever blame interns. The writer or the writer is the writer of the article. They're the ones responsible. <laughs> no, I'm talking about how it got on the air. On our air, you blamed our interns. What are you talking about? I'm just saying, you're, you're saying a couple of times, you're about to tell a story. No, a couple of times I went and I tweeted at the writers of articles oh. and said, hey, you didn't say when the show is. Oh. You said it's on Tuesday, but you didn't say what Tuesday. 
And I don't know when the article went up because right. the article doesn't have a date at the I time. I thought you were about this, uh, you, this admission moment where you were about to tell Elvis, say, oh, no, I gave no, it to no, Elvis. No, if I make a I mistake, have... Elvis knows it was my mistake. And a couple of times it's been because, anyway, so that when the, the writer of the article came in, Right. She said, oh, hi, Brody. I said, guys, just, you don't know if we haven't met, but you've tweeted at me that I've left these out of articles. I said, so yeah, she knew me. you. She knew me, yeah, yeah. Because you're, you're a scutch. She wrote a, have her name? We'll pull up her name real quick. Yeah, her name is Megan Giannata. Yeah, Megan Giannata. I think she's uh, M-E-G-H-G-I-A, right? Yeah, ni- nice Jewish girl. Ha, <laughs> far from it. Well, uh, far from Jewish, but very nice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we're flying out tomorrow, and hopefully we'll come home with a piece of glass. Did we talk about the upgrade fee? We did not. Why? Okay. So Scary uh, and I got booked, and we wanted window seats, mm. so we weren't going to be sitting together anyway. Okay, hold on. I got to sit down for this. Oh, here we go. Here comes Brody's first moment where he gets to rail on me. I got. I'm going to rail you a couple times. Okay. I think. I think you guys. I think the slices are going to agree mostly with me, but we'll see. Of course, they're frugal. It's not about being. Fr- okay. So, uh, what airline are we on? Uh, United? Maybe. Yeah, all right. United Airlines. Good airline. <laughs> Do we have a choice? <laughs> no. No. Not a sponsor. And uh, speaking of sponsors, we're going to talk about sponsors in a minute. Remind me. So we get our flight assignments, our seat assignments. We're both by windows, different parts of the plane. And I'm, I don't know, the, the plane's got 30 rows. Maybe I'm in row 23. Yeah. So I'm towards the back. Scary texts me and he says, you, you got to upgrade. You got to, for $243. Round trip. Round, round, round trip. Round trip, 243 you didn't say that. You said two forty three. Doesn't matter. It's about one hundred twenty dollars each way. Go. Uh, you said two hundred forty three dollars, whatever it was. Upgrade to the front of the plane. You got to upgrade, bro. You got to upgrade. You get on first. You got to upgrade. The plane. So I texted back. I said, "Oh, that's a good price for first class to get up to the front of the plane." And you said, "No, no, not first class. Just to get closer to the front, so you can get on and off faster." Right. The front row of coach, where you yeah. have all. Have you ever seen row seven? Row yeah, 7, you get is, the sp- which is the front row of coach. Yeah, I'll tell well, you, let me tell you about row 7. You get the extra room, but I'll tell you what I don't like. You got to use armrest screen. I don't want armrest screen, armrest tray. I want the tray in front of me. That's the trade-off. I want leg room, and I want to be able to, if I got the middle seat of that front row, it's no problem, because all three people, nobody has to get up for anybody, because yeah. you got all that, you get like, you, you could fit like a huge friggin', uh, like, it's oh, a lot you of room. Can, you can, you can analogy, three bad analogy, floor. guy. No, yeah. I just, I'm just saying, it's worth every penny it's, on a, okay. on a, hold on, on a six-hour flight. We're going New York to L.A. That's a, that's a long flight. Okay. So I said, thinking first of all, thinking was first of all it was one way. I said two hundred and fifty dollars roughly, because I'm sure they'll throw tax on there. Is a lot to pay just to be closer to the front of the plane. As I like to say, you'll hit the mountain before I do. So. That's terrible. I know. <laughs> what a really. But that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of money to upgrade a seat, not even get what? first class. We're not. Listen, they're flying us out. They're flying us. They're paying for all this right. stuff. I feel if that's the only expense in my weekend, it's not going to be. You're going to want to go to a fancy restaurant. You're going to drag me out to a fancy. Ex- no, nope. gonna... I'm on my doctor fat loss. I'm going to eat conservatively and clean. Uh, that's fine. We can still go to a nice place so I can eat like a normal human being. So I can sit there and watch you and salivate? Yeah, that's the way it works. Maybe this is when I'm going to buy you your steak dinner. This could be the moment. And I'll eat by myself? My steak dinner? Yes, just I'm going to stare at you. So you'll no eat nothing. One, no one says I have to eat. That's true. No one said I have to eat. It's true. I will pay for it. All right, we'll have to figure out a nice steak place. Okay. What, what night, though? Saturday I, can be- eat, I can go to a steakhouse. That's Saturday actually- before the uh, the old concert we're going to? We got to figure that out. I think Saturday we go to. Yeah, we're a going nice to place. Alter Ego, which is iHeartRadio's big alt uh, alt rock concert. That's the, that's the night after that Saturday night, yeah. Right, Saturday night, which I'm not sure what you're going to do there. What are you talking about? What I'm going to well, do? Well, there's like eight bands playing, and I don't think you know more than like two songs by the Killers. 
Killers, Weezer, uh, uh, Weezer. Yeah, you don't know Muse. You don't know the Muse. Uh, revivalists I know a couple. And, I yeah. I wish I knew you when I was young. Twenty One Pilots. You'll like a couple of songs. Yeah. No, no. I, listen, I know a few. I'm, Are you going to dress rock and roll chic for the alt rock concert? Because I feel like you get dressed alt rockish. I think I'm going to go Brooklyn Industrial. Brooklyn Industrial. That's what I'm settled right. on. But uh, no. But so yeah. So yeah. Come at me, brah, with the pr- the plane thing. That's I'm sorry, worth every penny. Yeah, you know what? Worth I'm going to take that, I'm going to take that $243 plus tax and Great. I'm going to spend it on something that I need. Great. Uh, I think I, some of our listeners would agree that they would pay that money. That's fine. If they have the extra money, I just get feel to the like of the plane. I feel like Especially if no, you're not paying for anything else about the flight. If I had money to burn, I'd be like, "That's ah, a semi-decent investment." We're not paying for the hotel, we're not paying for the flight. It doesn't give me more money in my bank account. So you you think differently. You go, well, the flight's free. I'll pay the two forty. No, I'm thinking the flight's free, and if I pay two forty, the flight's no longer free. See, I don't look at it that way. Yeah, I'm a no. I'm a glasses half full guy. Yeah, I'm I'm a glass with a crack in it, but I can't afford new glasses. So I'm gonna use the glass to crack in it. <laughs> so well, anyway, all day, all day. You all right. sit there in the back of the plane and smell the bathroom shit. Whatever. I'll spend them. You know what I'll do? I'm gonna take two hundred and forty three singles on the plane, and I'm just gonna keep counting them. I'm gonna smell that money. <laughs> you do. And I'm gonna that. know that. I, what else could I buy for two hundred and forty three dollars? That's what I do. You what else can do can I that. Buy? Feel free. You get to hang out in the back of the bathroom. It doesn't right. matter to me. And, 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 I'm going to be and watching way, movies. We have all the yeah. movies from our SAG-AFTRA. We're, 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 we're in the union. And we have yeah. all the movies that were nominated. I'm going to watch I'm gonna watch maybe Vice on the plane. And good luck on bringing in your carry-on and finding some some uh, overhead compartment space in when you're in group five. You're talking to David you, Brody from the Broken Boys podcast. You're I in group will, five. You, you, you'll be in the back. I'm going to go with you because you're going to say we're traveling together. Well, that would be nice. It would be great one. if you applied for a TSA pre- so this way you can get into Dude, if the there's any TSA agents that, by the way, that's not redundant. A is not for agent. If there's any TSA agents working that day, I'll be thrilled. This stupid government shutdown. Those poor bastards have to work for free, and I hope they're in good spirits. God willing, we'll get on a plane, and no one will bring a bomb on the plane. So I'm not worried about I just want to get on the plane and get and land safely. Okay. And we're going to fly out of this mess because a big storm is coming here. Oh, oh New York's going to get gonna, hammered gonna, on Saturday. We're going to miss that. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, so oh, I, we mentioned sponsors. Let's get this out of the way. Oh, okay. Oh, god, yes. This is the big. Ele- is this the pink elephant in the room? This or this, the eight hundred pound gorilla? This is the eight hundred pound pink elephant gorilla that had sex with each other, and there's a yeah, elephant gorilla, elephant gorilla. There are things that are beyond our control that you must know about. Okay, okay. let's pull back the curtain, Brody. Pulling back before the we go okay. any further with any entertainment. So uh, this is suddenly be not becoming a. Uh, this is becoming quickly a not Feltman's hot dog podcast. This is a little. This is not filler. It's, it's not. Infor- it's information. Informative. It's not comedy. But it's, this okay. is real. All right. So let's just tell everybody for the for the first sixty seven episodes, we would upload our podcast to a a, a, a server owned by let's say Company A. Yeah, let's yeah, just let's company say that. A, and then we would we would we would do our commercials for Feltman's and uh, the steak company we did and all the right, things, all of it, popcorn, whatever, and that would all be live and all recorded together, and it would go up and done. And uh, our company has signed a deal with a great new company that has a lot of functionality and features and cool things, and their own sales staff, and their own sales staff, and what they are able to do, which you may have noticed. Uh, is, <laughs> nah, I don't think anybody I, I keep noticed in, it. I keep in mind, Skiri and I have to get better at uh, verbally allowing for spaces for these uh, ads. Uh, they are going to put ads in. Now, let, let, for instance, our old our old uh, way of doing things was we would do a commercial for uh, this Omaha Steaks, which we're not a sponsor yep. anymore, and we would say, oh, Father's Day sale. But then like th- uh, six months later, you'd go back to the podcast and that it would be a Father's Day commercial. If you listen to it a year from now, you'd be like, oh, it's Father's Day again. There must might, be a yeah. sale. You might be hearing this right now looking for a Feltman's hot dog at Balducci's, but next thing you know, uh, 
that they don't sell them there anymore. Well, and it could be a year a year from now. Right. Okay. When you're hearing right. this. So this new company has this great technology that allows them to uh, put in the commercial digitally after we're done with the recording right. and we post it, and then replace that commercial when it expires. With, when it expires with it, with a new updated commercial, right? Which is good for you as the consumer because you're not hearing outdated commercials, right? However, <laughs> if they don't have a commercial, if they haven't sold the inventory, the, the inven- we, inventory meaning it. those spaces that they've yes. uh, allotted now yes. in our podcast, they will place a placeholder, right? Which could be a promo. For another podcast, so you might be hearing some filler, at, you know, in a little bit when we so hit that button. When we say, well, you know what, we're going to talk about what happened at Chinese restaurant right after this, there'll be a commercial we haven't heard, possibly, right. yeah, or a promo. Now it may sound like the podcast switch. Don't freak out; it's an it's, ad for another yes, podcast. It is the flip side of that is. Hopefully, going forward, our podcast promos will be on other people's podcasts, That's right. and that will help us. Yeah, you might be listening to another yeah podcast, and our promo so slips in. Thank but- you in advance for enjoying and accepting yes. the new situation. But just know that we have to leave these spaces for this new company's salespeople to give them a chance to put commercials in those right. spots. And if they and don't, we are, you're going to hear promos. Right, and we have no control over that. And by the way, as we're recording this... And when we listen back, we don't even know. We don't know what commercials are going in there. Uh, uh, well, sometimes. sometimes we will. Sometimes yeah. we will, but not, right now we don't. It's you know. Right. So, so there you go. At least until they sell yeah. them. If it's just They're, a promo, we don't know the promo. These are just prearranged slots that we have right. to make. Sorry about that in advance, but just know but that we love it, you anyway. It's just technology, and it really is good for us career-wise because it's going to put our promos in other people's in their podcasts and and branch us out a little bit. As uh, Martha Stewart once said, "It's a good thing." Yeah. All right, speaking of good things, I want to give a little free dessert story, if I might. Sure. Uh, Amazon Prime, uh, not during the holidays, but between Christmas and New Year's, I ordered a digital scale to to weigh things. You know, I sell stuff on eBay, which, by the way, eBay is one of my many rants today. I'm going to talk about eBay. I order a digital scale to replace the digital scale that broke. I order the same company scale, a newer model, and Amazon Prime, it's two days, right? Order it on Wednesday, you get it on Friday. I'm like, great, I have like six things on eBay that are about to come forward that I sold. Uh, that bid's on. I'm going to need to weigh them. I need this scale. I order the scale Wednesday. No scale Thursday. No scale Friday. Right. Saturday, Sunday. Shows up late. Shows up Monday. Ah, how convenient of them. Yeah, so I go, uh-uh, uh-uh. I-, I pay for Amazon Prime. I know Jeff Bezos is going through a tough time. He's going through a divorce, uh, but I want my scale. So I called up Amazon. And I get a very nice gentleman from who knows where in the world. And he says, uh, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, We want to make you happy. I said, yeah, well, I don't feel like paying full price for the scale. It took four days. I had to keep my customers waiting. I was trying to ship stuff. He says, you're absolutely right. Full refund on the scale. Full refund, boom. Okay, good. So I didn't even ask for free dessert. That's a company that that gets it. Love Amazon when they ship my stuff on time. I shit so, my pants. I shit my pants. I, that's a little throwaway. Just wanted to give Amazon some props. Uh, speaking of selling things, I want to talk about uh, exercise bike. So, you know, it's that time of year when you buy an exercise bike. Everyone's buying, they're going to gyms, exercise bikes. So one of my kids says, hey, you've got a gift card for a couple of different stores that sell exercise bikes. Why don't you use your gift card on an exercise bike? I'm like, uh, they're like $400. I know there's some less. Uh, don't tweet me. So I said, I don't want to use my $300 gift card on an exercise bike. Then I got to pay another $150. So I go on Facebook, 
and I see that, you know, everyone's selling their exercise bikes because, you know, everyone buys exercise equipment and they put the Nordic track right in the basement and leave it there, right? You get the Bowflex, you use it for a week, and you're like, eh, gotta go, right? Like gym membership. Good, and then February, eh, whatever, right? Okay, shake weight, you know, okay. I'm keeping my shake weight. So everybody sells their gym equipment in January while everyone's looking to buy gym equipment. So I look at this post, and it's a woman in um, central Pennsylvania, which is too far for me to go anyway. But I see she's selling an exercise bike, and I recognize it because it looks like another one I was interested in near me. It's the same model. Now, she has it listed as a S-C-H-W-E-R-I-N. Squarin. Okay. S-C-H. W-E-R-I-N. Yeah. Like, I've never heard of that. So I, I, I zoom in on the picture. Really zoom in. Because I know the bike. I know it's a model number 230. I know what it is. But I'm like, maybe, maybe it's a knockoff, right? And I zoom in, and there it is. S-C-H-W-I-N-N. Uh, Schwinn. Schwinn. Schwing! So I email the woman right through Facebook, and uh. I, say, I say, I just want to be clear, and if it helps you out, right? I think your bike is a Schwinn, S-C-H-W-I-N-N. Not grammar policing her. I'm just letting her know it's a Schwinn, okay? And she said. Right? And she says, no, I'm sorry, it's a Schwerin. And she writes the, right? Okay. And I said, hmm. okay, couple things. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just trying to help you out here. Number one is no such bike as a Schwerin. I Googled it. Number two, the famous bike company is Schwinn. And number three, I zoomed in on your picture. It says Schwinn on the side. So, you know, if it'll help you sell the bike, good luck to you. Happy New Year. And she writes back, oh, I'm sorry if we're not all as smart as you are and know everything. What a bitch. I'm trying well, to help trying you, to help? you know and your dumb bumpkin ass. And you're like, you're telling me it's a Schwerin. She's, you know what? She's missing out on clicks because right. If Who's gonna are, search for a Schwerin? No one's searching for Schwerin. Did the fucking thing sell? I bet you it's still up there. Well, I, you know what? I'm gonna look for see if there's a Schwerin. By the way, you need the phone number of the steakhouse. We gotta call. Yeah, the well, oh yeah, we gotta call. This is gonna be all of we, our listeners have been calling. They can't get through. No one can get through. It. And if if you don't if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Peter Luger Steakhouse in Brooklyn. Yeah. Brody's been trying to make a reservation there for since three before weeks. Christmas. Yeah. Trying to get in there, and every time he calls, no matter what part of the day it is, it's busy. Day and now, night. I'm convinced they keep their phone off the hook, but I think we're going to see if we can call them now. If we get through, what are we going to say? Well, gonna I'm going to try to make a reservation. A reservation. I'm going to try to make a reservation. Do you have a date? Yeah, I have a date. Okay, yeah. good. And we'll beep it out so that you know. Okay, uh, I'll give you the phone number here. Let's see if they're around. It's okay, our weekly call to um, we'll Peter Luger Steakhouse. Yeah, let's do it right now. Give me that. Okay. So just to finish my story, if you search for Schwinn on Facebook Swap Shops, the Schwerin doesn't come up. But I'm going to see if the Schwerin is still uh, still available. Why can't people take constructive criticism? That's what I want to know. You're helping the woman out. Right, I'm saying you're, you're helping to move it. She's losing. Does she not realize how much she was losing? They're fucking busy. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think they, I don't think they want to do business. I don't know, man. How do they book reservations these days? There's got to be a, another number. There's got to be. Nope. There's got to. There's got to be, Brody. Call him back. Hold on. And we're gonna call him later in the podcast. Hold on. I'll try it one more time. We're talking about the famous Peter Luger Steakhouse in Brooklyn. Famous for steak, setting the precedent. And uh, you know, my mom, she sometimes makes reservations, but I don't know how she gets through. 
This is like trying, I feel like I'm trying to win a radio contest here. Okay, the Schwerin is no longer for sale. My guess is she asked a friend and they told her that, oh, it's still busy. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, hey, so we, I, I want to go back. I want to talk about our friends Salino and Barnes because. Oh, uh, okay. But first of all, you're all familiar with the. Well, Nas- explain before you play the jingle. Salino, it's it's so and so Salino and so and so Barnes. It's two lawyers. Two they guys. started in Buffalo, New York. They they hired a guy to make a jingle. Jingle became so popular that they blew up their national law firm. Hold on. Salino and Barnes, injury attorneys, 800-888-8888. Don't wait. Call eight. You got to hear the whole thing. I'll play it again. Okay, hold on. I love them. For the past year or two now, they've been fighting over, they want to break up the company, they hate each other, and uh, who owns the jingle, who owns the phone number, because it's like 888-888-888-888. In fact, I think it was last year, there was a Salino and Barnes jingle challenge where celebrities were singing their own versions of the jingle and posting it online. Salino and Barnes challenge. And so we, we were talking about them for some reason this week on the big show, and uh, we played the commercial, and I said, you know what, I have an idea. I bet you these guys who are fighting, they probably need a new jingle. So play the original jingle again, and then we'll play the new version that I created for them. Savino and Barnes, injury attorneys, 800-888-8888. Don't wait, call eight. Don't wait, call eight. Not a commercial for them. We just played it, but that's not a commercial. Not a sponsor. But since they're, they hate each other and they're in a lawsuit. Here's what I wrote. Savino and Barnes, two fighting attorneys. They hate, 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 hate each other. No joke. They hate each other. Yeah, I gotta tell you, the singers on the original and the singers on this. Yeah, we did a good job. Uncanny. Yeah, Hold we on, did a good right. job. Salino and Barnes. Salino and Barnes. Holy shit! Yeah, that's we have, exact. We have good people here at the. How uh, did you do that? At uh, well, we have you know, I do all my parodies. But no, no, those are harmonies and those are several voices of men and women put together. How did you know that that was the perfect cocktail okay. to make it sound exact? Because we have a husband and wife jingle singer couple. That comes into the iHeartRadio comedy division that you know I also work for, and they come in and sing our jingles. Salino and Barnes, Salino and Barnes. You can't tell the difference. Uh, I can't tell the difference. I, I, well, all right, first for, of all, all right, hold on. which one is this one? Which one is this one? Salino and Barnes. That's the original. No, it's not. <laughs> no, the, I'll tell you how you can parody. tell. No, I know. The The original version is a little bit muffled from YouTube. Right, okay. And it has a little bit oldie, old-timey sounding. I'm not sounding. looking at, the, uh, at that. I'm, lo- I'm, listening for the, I'm listening for the qualities of their voices. Let's play them together. Subino and Barnes, injury attorneys, 800 Dude, yeah, that's great. you hit the buttons together and it's the same. Yeah. It's like one big song. Yeah. It's exa- Listen. Yeah, I work. Subino and no, that's good. Yeah, they're good. Wow. Can but they we have create people, anything? Yeah, we have people who sound like everybody. We have people who sing like DJ Khaled, Britney Spears, you name it. We have just listen. New York, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, ha- is a wealth of talent. The people who are out there, they're jingle singers. They're they're background singers. They're commercial jingle singers. They're they, the people do this for a living while they're trying to get famous, or they're Broadway singers and and they part time they sing parodies for us. Hmm. And some of them sound they can replicate voices they hear. Yeah. So that's it. Salino and Barnes. 
Uh, I do want to call you out on 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 joke stealing and get to that. I got eBay. I have a lot of unused jokes. I got everyone loves this. Let me just read. Uh, so la, over vacation, we had two weeks. I decided to really, really, really clean up my home office and my garage. And in my garage, I've got these giant Rubbermaid buckets. You, you see them in every Target yeah. and Home Depot. The big buckets with the I got a stack in my own storage facility, and it's about to tip over. Right. So I decided I was going to go through them. So I ended up condensing so much, I got rid of like six buckets. But in one of the buckets was a couple of things that I found very interesting. One of them that I found that I thought was great. Uh, in 1996, my wife took me to Chicago on a trip to see a Mets game at Wrigley Field. And I got to go to a show to see Second City, which is an improv uh, troupe. They're famous. Most of the Saturday Night Live players have come out of there, a lot of them. Oh, yeah. uh, Second City Second Television. City TV. SCTV, an old uh, sketch show where Eugene Levy came out of and uh, John Candy and mm-hmm. a lot of... Oh, oh, yeah. Rick Moranis all came out of Second City somewhere. It's a, it's a company that really trains people well on improv and they perform... Uh, I think Steve Carell, Steve Colbert did it. A lot of, lot of big names. And so I got the playbill. You know, the thing they hand out that tells you who's in the cast and there's ads for local restaurants. So I found a couple of those. I'm like, oh, from my trip in 96, I had a great time. Let me go through and see wh- who who uh, the people were that performed when I saw that night. And so it says like, you know, Mike Hartley, he's a student of Northwestern and he studied under this person and he did this play and he's been a cast member for six months, whatever. So the first guy is, um, uh, it doesn't matter for here for the story. It's Pete something, I think. Pete Eichler, Pete. Don't have to tweet me. It's the tall, bald guy from 30 Rock. Okay. One of the writers. Okay. And then I scroll down to the bottom left column, and it's Rachel Dratch. That's Debbie awesome. Downer, yeah. Right? Love I'm going, her. Rachel Dratch was in the cast. And you didn't and realize I, oh, it. Oh, who knew? Because she was like this young girl doing improv. Yep. Years before SNL. Probably like eight, nine, seven, eight years before she was on SNL, yeah, whatever it yeah. was. Okay. So then I go down to the right column. So-and-so, so-and-so. And I see, I jumped ahead and I see, studied with Amy Poehler. I go, studied with Amy Poehler? Who's that? Tina Fey. So you saw Tina Fey in and Rachel In 1996. Yeah. And Pete from uh, 30 Rock. Yeah. In the cast. That's how long they've known each You've other. You've inspired me to go to take all my Broadway show playbills that I yep, have. I have tons of them. And look through who was in the cast that yeah, night. That could be big time famous big, now. Huge celebrities right now. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, who knew? But but that back then, I will tell you this. I went to a taping of, oh God, I forgot what show. Was it Conan O'Brien or whatever it was? It was an NBC show in the 90s. Okay. And uh, to warm up the crowd, they brought it, they said, because they do a crowd warming. When, when everybody, the audience is sitting there, yeah, they want the a, energy, they want everybody's energy out, to be up. So the comedy, yeah. So, the, so yeah, so com- comedians come in and they, they do like 10 minutes of stand-up right before they start the taping, so everybody's alive. Like, ladies and gentlemen, please, uh, from SNL, he just got his start. Uh, welcome Jimmy Fallon. Wow. Jimmy, I got to see Jimmy Fallon warm up the crowd when he was just a kid, and it was great. It might have actually been... Uh, during a taping of Saturday Night Live. Now that I think about it, do so you think he? You no, know, he was he was a, one of the fe- he was one of the featured players at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't like on the main cast yet, okay. and and he just came out and he did like ten minutes of just hilarious, you know, audience interactive stuff right. before the show went on the air. Huh. I got to see Jimmy Fallon do that. Another thing, I got to see Paul. Uh, I'm sorry, um, Ray Romano. 
do stand up at the oh, uh, a comedy club. Everybody loves him. <laughs> exactly, Raymond. So it was at a, it was at the uh, a local place in New York City, down in uh, in the village, and it was awesome. And I'm like, oh my god, Ray. At the time, I didn't know, but I later realized that this is the guy that was, you know, on, I saw him on TV. I'm like, that's the guy I saw like four years ago. And he yeah. Has, yeah, Ray Romano. All right, so other things I found in, in the Rubbermaid box. Uh, <laughs> one of my all time favorite awful intern cover letters. Oh yeah. Not part of what I've been reading. And by the way. I think I had more that we didn't get to. Uh, I'll have to check for uh, next episode. But here's one. Uh, it starts off, her name is Amanda. Um, I don't want to give out her last name. Although she, she, this is from 2007. So 11 years later, she's in her 30s. She has a private account on Instagram, so I can't even look her up. Um, she went to school in the New York area. Mm-hmm. Tri-state, New York, New Jersey, or Connecticut area. And I, I guess she was trying to be too cool for the room or funny, but here's why I, I did not hire her. Your bits like phone tap are lame and outdated. Yeah, start with a compliment. For what you pay interns, by the way, we didn't pay the interns back then. They worked on uh, college credit. For what you pay interns, I cannot promise better ideas than that, but I will give 100% and be a positive force for the show. So she was trying to be a smart ass out of the gate. No, I think, no. Okay, I don't know what she's going for here. She's going for the joke. No, no, no. Obviously, she thinks that she wants. She's doing something to stand okay. out because sometimes they tell you had, in resume class, you got you got to come up with okay. an opening line that's going to get their had attention. Had she said your your bits, your all your bits, just your bits, like phone tap. By the way, it's the phone tap. Like phone tap are lame and outdated. What she should have said was, although your phone taps and other bits are pretty good, for what you pay interns, I can't promise better. Like a joke, like, hey, you're good. I'm getting paid for free, but I'm going to work like, my like ass off. You're making pay- fun of the situation. I'm, I'm, in other words, I'm working yeah. for free. But you said they're lame and outdated. Now, first of all, if you're listening to this and you think that, on you. Okay? I'm only kidding. Second of all, you don't ingratiate yourself to me when I'm one of the main players who does phone taps. Yeah. Don't do it. So, uh, F you, Amanda, last initial. I'm going to go crazy today. You know what we're going to do? I'm going to say last initial K. Amanda Kay, do, one of the all-time dumbest opening lines of a, of a cover letter. Does, do we have her address still? Yeah, I see where she lives. Good. Let's uh, let's send her something like a shebagel or something. Ooh, a shebagel. <laughs> Shpe- oh, oh, oh my God! Instagram at the Brooklyn Boys Podcast on Instagram. Hilarious, Brody, and what? it is a visual. But you got it, you guys. I'm gonna tell you what this is. So you, Brody talks about shit bagels. We we don't like bagels that are that are bag made, of bagels, bag of bagels, frozen shit. They're not bagels. They're shit bagels. Yeah. Well, Anne Morin on Instagram slid into our DMs and said, "I wonder if these are like shit bagels." And it's a picture of a jar, Brody. Yeah. Oh well. Of real company shit pickles. No. S H. P-I-C-K-L-E-S. I didn't see that. Spickles. And it is, if you, I'm trying to zoom in. By the way, it's, it's not Shaw Pickles. It's sh- oh my God, they're Brooklyn Pickles. They're from Brooklyn. Spickles? And their logo has the Coney Island parachute jump and the Brooklyn Bridge. Hold on. But here's what they're made of. Cauliflower and beets. Brooklyn Pickles. Spickles. Oh, that's Spickles. Spickles. That's a shit pickle. They're but, probably brown. But what? where's the S-H? It's a real product. Shpickles. No, Spickles. Spickles. Yeah. It's not a Shabagel. It's not Sheboygan. Spickle. It's a Spagel. 
I just want to know. I just want to know. Look, I don't want to disparage them. But wait, it's not they, even they, like a play on words. It's not like oh, we took the beat, it, 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 the beats, and the- are you sure it's not S H pickle like Sam Hoffman pickle or something? What? Spickles, 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 particles. But what? But what does it have to do with what? The, what's in the? What's in there? It's they're, cauliflower they're, and what? It says cauliflower and beets, pickles, beets, beets. Oh. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just saying, Brody. I don't know. Maybe it's like some healthy pickles. Sh pickles. Some, yeah. I don't know what it stands for, but sh. All right. If you don't know what it means, but you have a guess at what you think it means, you could tweet us. Please do. Yeah. Tweet, let us know that one we want. Please tweet us. All right, let's let me look at some uh, Instagram things that were sent to me uh, since our last uh, episode. Um, I don't know if we did this one already or not. Uh, from uh, No, it's Muffin. Did we talk about this? Uh, at a donut place, asked me to pull forward, so I asked why. He said the manager is strict about time. I said okay for a free donut, I'll do it. They were out of strawberry frosting, so they gave me three extra donuts. Hashtag free dessert. I may have read that last week. Uh, that Tara girl. Uh, did I read this one too? Which one? Uh, they, she was. Uh, there's a special parking sign at Panera. It says drive-through parking. Thank you for your patience. Yeah. Nope. It's spreading. Um, at Loons Mortiz, Manny A. So they're doing this thing where they stop and make you wait before you pull to the window, so they don't clock themselves. So this is at. Uh, oh, it looks like uh, Burger King. So here's what they did: you order at the first window, and she, they tell you. Don't pull up to the second window until they wave their arm out the window and tell you to pull up. Oh! So it's so the, the reverse fucker. It's they, Rather than pull up and then pull forward, you don't pull all the way up yet. Right. And this way, the timer, it, it doesn't trigger the timer. Okay, so what happened to Manny? He got limbo fucked. They put him in limbo. Yeah. In between the two windows to sit and wait. That's crazy. That's crazy. Now, uh, let's see. Babcock Richard sends us a, t- um, a picture of a sign. Uh, was this a mistake or what? Mun cheese, pizza, wings, and kebab. Like mun is one word and yep. cheese. Now I don't know. He he was looking for a grammar police there. I think, but but my problem is not with that. It's it's a pizzeria that sells wings and kebab. Would you buy a slice of pizza from a place that also sold kebab, Brody? Uh, is it a pizza place? Now here's the question: Is it a pizza place that wants to cater to some of the locals? Like sometimes you go to a Chinese restaurant. And they've got chicken wings and French fries because they know there's people that like. They, oh, my kid doesn't eat Chinese food, I so have they no added idea. it. Like it's a pizza place, but it's in a, maybe a Middle Eastern area where they add the gyro, a Greek area right. rather, and they and uh, and they want you to like. Oh, I'll have a gyro also. Right. But if it's a gyro place, I'm not buying their pizza. If it's a pizza place, nah, I don't think I'm buying the gyro. And by the way, we all know it's a gyro. <laughs> We're not saying it. It's gyro. Uh, by it's the way, Giro. I know what yeah, it is. In, a, yeah, yeah we, okay, know. we know. By the way, Handyman Vin Twenty One also uh, DM'd us, and uh, he thought he was standing behind you at a Chick Fil A at the Freehold Mall. Have you been there recently, Brody? Where Chick Fil A? No. Well, that's since be- they fucked me at the airport. Well, because uh, b- <laughs> the couple uh, next to him or in front of him, the woman ordered a Diet Coke, and the husband chimed in, "No ice." <laughs> 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 so they thought of you, Brody. Sure it wasn't you? It was definitely not me. Okay. Uh, um, by the way, uh, that son of a bitch, David Brody, who's not me. Yeah. From the Christian Broadcast Network. He's stirring up all he's kinds of He's on television like crazy this week, so I'm, I'm, I'm constantly getting his text messages, his tweets, rather. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Mark Dadone for the uh, 
on Instagram who left us a really, really nice um, review on Apple iTunes. Speaking of which, if you haven't reviewed us on iTunes and you're listening to this, please go on iTunes and send us a review. Five stars would be great, you know, just like your Uber driver, but it, w- it would really help us because I think there's been some... Um, some more Abe 77s out there. Is yeah, that I true? told you it's up to eight. Eight people hate us? Eight, eight people don't love us. Why hate you eight? Come on now. We, we, we do the best for you every week possible, right? No. Yeah. We don't. Uh, and then uh, I also just want to shout out to, uh, what is this? Oh, Nos, Nos Letas, N-O-S-L-E-T-A-S on Instagram. Hey, Skiri and Brody, thank you guys for putting on a great podcast every week. You guys truly... You guys truly feel like one of the boys. I hope you both enjoy your holiday season. Yeah, that was uh, back in December, but I just read it yesterday. Can't wait for the next podcast. Oh, very nice. The Brooklyn Boys podcast, uh, that is uh, on Instagram. Very good. Uh, I also want to send a special shout out. Steven Spielberg is redoing the movie West Side Story. Classic movie. It's been done a couple of times. Last time was with Rita Moreno, and uh, she won a, I think an Oscar for it, whatever. Anyway, they're redoing it. Classic uh, Broadway show, classic story. They cast a 17-year-old girl from New Jersey. Her name is Rachel Zegler, Z-E-G-L-E-R. She's at Rachel Zegler on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw the story, and I'm like, oh, you know what? She might listen to our show. Yeah. So I looked at the 900 people she follows. Nobody on the show. I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate. She follows a lot of Broadway people, TV people, political people, whatever. But she's so talented. I'm going to reach out. I tweeted at her, and I said, very proud of you. I think you sound great. Where's she from? Clifton, New Jersey. Oh. If she was from Brooklyn, maybe we should have her perform here for the Brooklyn Boys podcast. Well, so I tweeted her, and she wrote back, <laughs> David Brody in all caps. I listen to you guys every morning on my way to school. Thank you so much. Huh, but you don't, I don't follow you. She does now. She follows me. Oh, okay. And I said, I said, send me an email if you're able to do interviews. Because I don't know. Some of these publicists don't want you doing yeah. interviews. But if I, we could get her on to sing, how great would that be? I'd love that. Acapella? Uh, we get performances. I, I, no, her last name is Zegler. You know, my previous podcast, we had performances here a couple of times. We yeah. had the bro- the AJR brothers. Yeah. Look at them now. Yeah, look at that podcast now. Yeah, yeah. What are you trying right. to say that uh, performances tank us? No, is I'm trying, trying to say, say. I'm trying to say, like, you know, we have comics yeah. on. We still have a job. So no, I'm just, I'm just, and I'm saying that maybe we if should we have get pro- Rachel Zegler. We gotta have a good in studio performance. We gotta, right. we gotta call our friends in the record labels. I wouldn't mind people performing here. Yeah. I mean, we take a little bit of coordination. Uh, let's let's start with the Beastie Boys, and we'll work our way up or down or whatever. We're, we've got we're a two man band here. Unfortunately, we don't have producers. It's just us. It All really right. is. Can we expand our staff? I'd love to hire somebody. Would you like to expand my staff? Hi oh hi oh. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, "Well, I had this career before, but it was a waste." And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste. That everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery. But that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily. As I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know. Let's move on. Uh, oh, um, unused jokes? I got some unused jokes, and I also had some more things I wanted to complain about. I got a lot of things to complain about. Oof, my God. I wanted your opinion on something. Can I just get you a quick Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh... If you are, if you play baseball, which Scary does not really, well, in theory I play. In theory you play. You have a glove. I do. Yeah, I have two. Well, because you're left-handed, you have to bring. You've a glove. got to have a glove if you're a lefty. Because if you show up to a pickup game, you're like, oh, I'll just borrow someone else's glove. If there's uh, no lefty, you're screwed. So I have a glove that I got, I think, when I was 12 or 13. So it's been a while. Is it I, all beaten up? Yeah, but it fits my hand like a second skin. Like a glove. Like a glove. And the inside <laughs> is a little shredded. Anyway. By the, the way, those are the best gloves is when they're really yeah, worn in. Yeah, and I have, I've got two gloves. I've gotten two gloves since that I'm breaking in, trying to get them comfortable. But nothing beats that old glove that you've had forever. You're supposed to sit on it like for an hour a day. Yeah, okay. Talk to your, <laughs> talk to your boy Will, your trainer, about that. Anyway, so uh, the webbing had broken. That's the part where the ball hits. Yeah, and the it, pocket. It, the pocket, right. Above the pocket's the webbing. It's between the thumb and the first finger if it was your hand. And it ripped, so the ball would just go through it. So you have to get it restrung. So I went online and I, I went on Facebook and I said, hey, can anybody recommend a place that fixes gloves? And everybody said this one place. But the one place was like a half hour away from my house. But I'm like, it's my glove. I'm going to get it fixed while we're on vacation and take care of it. So I try, I call up. They say, the guy says to me, um, he says, uh, yeah, yeah, we fix gloves. Yeah. I said, well, how long does it take? About a week. I said, you do it in-house or you ship it out? Because some places say they fix it. But then they like they mail it to somebody or they have some guy in another city or they don't really do it, right? He goes, no, we have a guy who does it in-house. Great. How much is it usually for the glove? How much is it to fix the, the webbing, just the webbing? He says, uh, 25 to 35, depending on the on the damage. Oh, all right. Well, I said, I made a joke. I said, well, 25 would be better, of course, but all right. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Brody's always looking for a deal. I made a joke. 25 to 35 years. So I go, By the way, anytime anybody ever says that to you, it's like, it's going to cost between 15 and 40 or 100 to 200. You know you're not getting the lower rung ever. Right, you're right. always getting Which is always, why I made the joke. Assume that you're always paying the higher amount that right, they mentioned. Right. They're it's, trying to sugarcoat it. Right. It's like, but there's only one little spot on my shirt. Uh, they're, they're, trying to take, they're trying to take the pain out of it. Right. So I said, oh, all right, all right, all right. Even if it's 35, it's my glove. Right? It's my jam. It's my thing. I got to have yeah. my glove fixed. So I drive the half hour. I get a spot. I go in. And uh, the guy, there's a guy there with his back to me. 
right? He's behind the counter, and he's on the phone on the back counter, talking loudly, ignoring me. I'm standing there for six, seven minutes. I looked at my phone. He's still like talking to the guy. Yeah, I'm going to order some jerseys and whatever. He's having, doing a, putting a big sale together. Nobody's helping me. Okay. So a woman comes out of the basement, and she says, uh, you being helped? I said, no, nah, not really. This guy's on the phone, you know, whatever. Uh, oh, all right, what do you want to do? I called about having my glove restrung. Oh, let me get the guy in the basement. He'll come out. So the guy comes out. He says, what do you want to, want to look at? I said, uh, my glove. I got to have it fixed. Oh, yeah, let's go. Let me take a look at it. Show me on the counter. So I bring the glove to the counter. Right. He looks at it. He goes, uh, yeah, we could do that. Not a problem. I go, yeah, I don't need the whole glove restrung. Just a little pocket area. Just like, I would say totally like, I don't know, around maybe like 12 inches in a circle. Just that little bit. Not right. the fingers. Not all the hard stuff. He goes, yeah, all right, yeah, I gotta get it to you by next Friday. Uh, be fifty bucks. I said, wow, fifty bucks. I said, you just told me twenty five to thirty five. I 35. said, I called last week, right? And they said twenty five to thirty five. I made a joke, and the guy who's been ignoring me the whole time says, hold on. Turns around and he says, yeah, that was me. I talked to you on the phone. So I said, yeah, 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 they, you, yes, you did talk to me. Yeah, I told you twenty five thirty five, but I hadn't seen the glove yet. This is uh, it's more damage than I thought. So it's, it's $50. How do you assess that? Right. Isn't that more of an opinion? I how said, much so damage I said, is really done to the glove? So now, at that point, what would you have done? Me? Yeah. I would have turned around and walked out. Okay. That, because, you know what? They're leaving money on the table, and they have a, they're going to lose the sale. Right. And, and, and I want to see if they're going to pull me back into the store. Wait, okay. wait, wait. We could talk about this. Right. I would have absolutely walked out. Okay. Because I don't, you know me, I'm non-confrontational. I'm not going to try and get into an argument with these people. I would I would make a stand and rather than haggle and sit there and try and debate them or try and win a court case in a friggin' store right. like that, I would be like, you know what? Yeah, I can't do business with people that... that Start, you know, changing price. But on wouldn't me. you have at least said, "How can that be?" You talk. I saw. Okay, I so, would have in my head another place, their competitor in my head, and I would say, "You know what? I'm going to take it down to to Browns." Yeah, but here's the thing: wouldn't you at least say "bub bub bub bub" and say, "But you told me on the phone," you wouldn't say nah, anything. No, no, no. I wouldn't even give him the time of day. So you just go, "Okay, thanks," and walk out. Okay, thanks. Uh, no, no. I would say, "Okay, thanks." I'm gonna. I, I'm going to go bring it to so-and-so's. I'm going to let them know that I've already done my homework and I'm going to go to another place in okay. their competition. Right, I, and that'll I, piss them off. I, I, I It'll evoke I, some kind of emotion. I, yeah, I think it will. Here's what I did. I here's, what I, here's what I did. I said, now wait a minute. You didn't say on the phone 25 to 35 could be more, depends on the damage. You said, depending on the damage, 25 to 35. Okay? Second of all... So you think... So you're, you were taking it like... Well, 35 is the ceiling, no matter how, right. much, how much damage say, was done. You didn't say 25, 35 is average, but it could be more. You never, I said, you never said that. Second of all, how much damage would have been 25 to 35? Because you're only doing the webbing. So what were we talking about when I said I needed my glove restrung? I said restrung. I didn't say fix a finger. I said glove restrung. Is that is that a definitive thing? That's in a the term. World of gloves? When you have a glove restrung, like a racket, you have your tennis racket. So then racket. you know in your head already. You got to restring the whole what, thing. What's required? And then he goes, "Well, look inside. It's all ripped. That's 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 really ripped up badly." I go, "Yeah, that's nothing to do with this." I said, "Restring the glove." Yeah. Right. I he said, was, uh, "You know, he was trying to take advantage of the situation because you were already there in person with the glove." Right. I said, so he was like, he pretty much is like, ah, "I got him. Now. Right. I'm got him. So, I, so no matter what I tell him." Right. And He's plus, gonna... I was pissed off because the guy ignored me until he heard confrontation. They turned around. 
I said, look, 25 to 35, 35 should cover the whole glove. I'm going to mind fuck the guy. I'm calling his bluff. I'm out. Bye. You're out. So I said, 25 to 35. (laughs) Brody stands there. If if we're doing just the webbing, it should be 25. I'm not asking you to do the fingers. I just want the webbing. He goes, look, uh, you know, that's, you know, I got (laughs) And he goes, goes, we'll do it for 30. So I said, all right, that's fine. Like, I, I was like, okay. So I was like, fine, I'll pay the 30. Because I, I told him, I go, hey, man, I just drove a half hour. Like, you had me drive based on the conversation we had. You're going to own a business? Like, if that guy wasn't there and the kid's like, I don't know what the guy on the phone said to you, man. I don't know. Then I would have walked out because then there's no one to argue with. But the guy turned around and said, yeah, I said it. I go, did, did you say specifically or more? It's like, you know, you didn't. You said 25 to 35. Because I said, I take the 25, and he didn't joke, and he could have said, well, you know, it also could be 45. Didn't mm-hmm. say it. Nope. Didn't say it could be 50. <laughs> so, they did an okay job on the restring. I have to say, they did a nice job on it. But it's that bad taste you get from their initial. No, because they they're not good people. I don't know if they're good people they're or not. They're shysters. I, my point is, they try to get you. Of like, course they try and get you. You're in the store. You're there already. And the funny thing is, the you're guy, already going to overpay. The older guy hadn't even looked at the glove. He heard the guy, the young guy, tell me fifty. He turned around and went, "Well, that was before we saw the damage." I go, "Dude, you're not even looking at the glove. You're you're, you're taking your expert's word at it. What damage? The string broke. You're going to sew the string. It takes about an hour. Thirty wow. bucks for an hour. Let's go." Let's go. All right. All right. Hey. So you would have walked out. I like that. All right. You would have walked yeah, out. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I don't deal with that shit. If, if they tell me one thing and then they do another in person, fuck you. Now, if my baseball glove was a Schwerin, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it. But it's yeah. not. It's a good glove. All right. What else you want to do? I think we should do some unused jokes. All right. Is it unused joke time? I got a lot of them. Yeah, a lot. Nice. I had a few, but right. I don't have the setups. All right. I got the <laughs> jokes. Now, do I want to call you out for something? I got to call you out for something. And then I got to get a rant. My Chinese food rant. I want to get to that. Okay, we were talking about Dunkelman. Do you know who Dunkelman is? Dunkelman was the co-host of the first season of American Idol with Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Dunkelman, or Brian Dunkelman was his name. And uh, yeah, I think he uh, is doing something else these days. He's driving an Uber. Now, people were making fun of him like, oh, American Idol guy's driving an Uber. So I said, well, he used to discover stars. Now he's just hoping to get five stars. <laughs> That's great. Why didn't Elvis do that in, joke? Into it. These uh, are, by the way, jokes that are done on the, that are not done on the big show, but Brody set Elvis up for, but or, and other people on the show, but we didn't do it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about someone on the show. Oh, Sam got steaks for Christmas. Yeah. And I said, getting steaks for Christmas when you're a vegetarian, like she is. I said, I, so I, the joke for Elvis was, same thing happened to me. Someone gave me a woman. Because <laughs> he's because he's gay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh. Uh. Froggy said, Froggy, one of our co-hosts, said, Florida is cold and in the low 50s. And my joke was for Elvis to say, so am I. <laughs> cold <laughs> and in the, the low, low 50s. Right. We'll get to that. Um, oh, uh, Greg T said he keeps mementos from his exes. Everybody he's ever slept with, he kept something from all of his ex-girlfriends. And I said, Scary keeps things from his exes. They're freedom. <laughs> Okay. We were talking about um, gay bars and possible names for a lesbian restaurant. Right. And I said, uh, hole in hands instead of hula hands. Right. Uh, smash fur burgers instead of smash burgers. Yep. And uh, chick potlay. Chick, get to that. Chick potlay. 
We Did we talk-, talk about Jeff Bezos on last week's episode? That his wife is leaving him? Yeah, and that she gets half his money? Uh, that's why. Did you have a joke? Well, I said that, you know. Oh, he, I have a joke for I that. said he pays her in one click. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, so then why don't you move to your Jeff Bezos joke? My Jeff Bezos joke was. <laughs> that was not used. I said he's got a new girlfriend. I hear he puts a smile on her box. Hi-oh. Because that's the Amazon I don't know if we did this box. last week. I don't think we did. Uh, let's see. Oh, comp- we were talking about compression socks. There's socks you put on your feet that squeeze your leg and it's supposed to help with the circulation. Okay. Yep. So I wrote, what a great gift for teenage boys. <laughs> um, oh, Uncle Johnny on our show uh, many, many years ago had sex with Merv Griffin. Merv Griffin not only was a uh, talk show host, but he invented Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. He did. And so I said, oh, you had sex with Merv Griffin. Is there an A? <laughs> Why wouldn't he? Which is a, which is a, an anus joke yes. as well as a Will of Fortune joke. <laughs> uh, Elvis said he hates Hugh Grant. We're talking about Hugh Grant, and he goes, "Oh, his career's over." I said, "Yep, he's over the Notting Hill." Get to that. Nothing. And today, Elvis was talking about how we got fired from the radio station in Tampa because he was telling a joke. Well, he was telling a story about a guy who put a pencil in his butt. So my joke was. That's an actual number two pencil. We didn't really, get to that either. No way. So those are the, uh, the jokes we did not get to. Yeah. I uh, have some, I have some, but I, I don't even know what the setups were because I don't even know what we were talking about. We talked about uh, people with their own brands of wine. Like what we should also, like Elvis should start like, like his own brand of wine, like his own line of wine. Okay. Yeah. So I said, <laughs> Elvis, <laughs> Elvis wines daily. Oh. Yeah, because he... Uh, it was a joke about him being cranky, but you want to keep your job? What kind of what is that? Well, I gave it to him to do, but whatever. All right. Um, and I don't know why I wrote on this piece of paper, "You have a baby arm." <laughs> what is that? I don't know what that means. I don't know. I don't know. I just wrote, "You have a baby arm," and I, it was supposed to remind me of something, but it's not a uh, it's not a joke. It's not a punchline. It's none of the above. It was just. Is this even my handwriting? I don't know. Well, a baby arm is means that you have a, a huge penis. Does it? Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know who has the baby arm. Well, who Some, is it talking about? It's not even, actually, it's not even my handwriting. I thought it was me. It's not. It's chicken scratch, though. So you're trying know. to take credit for a joke that you didn't write? It's not even a joke. It's just it's just a, just words on a paper that are just sitting in front of me. You have a baby arm. Is somebody... Ch- okay, well, speaking of taking credit for a joke, you did a joke yesterday. You gave Elvis a joke. For the show? For the show. It was, he, but it was, he, it was a used joke. He did it on the show. Yes, but it was a used joke because I gave him the same joke like three weeks ago. We were talking about FOMO again, fear of missing out. And Elvis sometimes prefers not to go to things. He prefers to, I'd rather just not go. Right. Or my, I, I book too many things. He enjoys sometimes not going to things. Yeah. So Scary writes down that he has, he's happy about missing out. Which is H-O-M-O, which is homo. Yeah, I have a case of homo. I gave it to him. He did the joke on the air. Right, did the joke on the air. Spoon fed it to him. Right, again, Elvis is gay. He's made the homo joke. Right, and then you took a victory sip. And I took a victory sip, and then the mics go off, and then Brody just like stares me down after we would go to commercial. Yeah. This was all off the air after the joke and after all that. I said, what, what? And Brody says. Yeah, that was a really good joke. I wrote it like a month ago. You're like, what are you talking about? I said. Okay, but the thing is. 
you claim you didn't know. I didn't know. I don't know. I thought of it on the spot in my own head. Anybody could... See, that's the thing. That's a layup, that kind of a joke. Really? You're, you do think you're the only person on earth... That has a sense of humor that could write no, jokes. No, not at like, all. Of course not. So then, if but it's not easy, every other comedy writer stands in this studio and heard Elvis do the joke a month ago. But I didn't hear it, and I don't remember it. I don't remember it. I still don't remember Except, it. Okay, but if this was a court of law, we were talking about like when musicians rip off other musicians and play the same hook, and they go, "I never heard that guy." They go, ah, "You're still liable." So Brody makes a federal case about no, it. No, no, no. Scary I, stole my joke. No, you, I, did I didn't that tell anybody you. other than you. You wanted credit uh, nope. from the time, the no. first time you did the joke. I just wanted you to acknowledge because you were like, you took a victory sip. You know what a victory sip is. It's when you're so proud of yourself, that the, especially on this show, you you just, not even realizing you, you go, pick up a cup or a bottle and you, and you just drink, take a sip. And you go, like, ah, that was good. I, that was me. I just I did, did that. that. Yeah. Well, You I, took a victory sip and you're like, I wrote the homo joke. I did. Well, no, you for didn't. that moment, I did. You didn't write it. There, no, you didn't I write wrote it the moment. joke. You can't come in here and go four score and seven years ago you and then go, "Hey, Blinken." Hold you go, you "No, didn't write I wrote it for that him in the moment." We brought the topic back from several months ago when we originally talked no, about it. No, it was actually scary. I started writing it and figured he's not going to do it again because he's made the joke and he you slipped it. Forgot. Okay, it's all new to him. You slipped it in like Will in the sauna. And you gave yeah. him the joke. <laughs> it was unintentional, and you have to understand something. You're not the only person that has Again, a I already answered sense. that. I right. already answered that. I understand other people might okay. write homo for FOMO, uh, but you're on this show. He did the joke and I All wrote right. it. All right. So I just, you know, don't steal my jokes. Or, or, then, or then acknowledge it and go, you know what, Brody, you did write that. But I don't remember you doing okay. it, so I'm not going to acknowledge it. Well, I'm going to throw it back to you. Do you think you're the only person with the the comic sensibility to come up no, with that? you might have. Because not only rhyming FOMO with homo, you see, but you have to come up with letters that make sense. If, the re- if this was the reverse and the tables were turned, I Brody, wouldn't steal your joke. No, and if you did, I wouldn't have made a big deal about it. I would have just You'd shut my mouth. You'd be so proud of yourself that I stole one of your jokes. You would. I, I would not. Please. You'd I would like, just sit oh. there and I'd be like, you know what? You, you know what? I'd be like, sit there like, all right, let him have his everything. Let him have his moment. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You'd, yeah. Be, you'd, you'd be belligerent. Yeah, I'd be happy for you. Happy for me? No, you wouldn't. Who cares? You'd be like, fuck him. Let him enjoy himself. Half let the time know. you're writing jokes for Elvis, I'm thinking of those same jokes, but I'm not putting them on paper. I'm doing. I'm busy doing my job so, back there. So now you're saying that what I write, any any Joe Schmo could write the not same. Not any Joe Schmo. Just you. Brilliant minds. Scary Schmo. Brilliant minds think alike. Now you're a brilliant mind. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. I think it takes. I think it takes some brilliant minds to do this podcast. One of us, yeah. sort. I feel out of sorts today, though. I feel like we're not giving them a home run podcast well, today. You, why is that? I don't know. I I just feel I don't feel like myself. You know, I don't know. I'm not sick or anything. I I just feel like it's late in the day. It's terrible. But we're recording this later in the afternoon, and I I don't like it. I like to record when we get off the radio, so I'm good to go. Hit the ground running, baby. 10 a.m. sharp. Let's go. Let's record the podcast. Right, but you went into meetings and all kinds of shit. We all had shit to do. <sighs> Except you did it. All right. And I had to do my Walkers and Talkers podcast, which, by the way, was excellent. Which, by today. the way, should never take precedent over this podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm up to episode 133 on Walkers and Talkers. Right. And people have been listening to that thing for two and a half years. And no offense to Jamie. She's a brilliant host. I love her. But this podcast has four times the listeners that that one, that one does. That's not true. Maybe twice. Two times. Doesn't there are matter. more listeners to the Brooklyn Boys. It's more of a mainstream thing, whereas Walkers and Talkers is, is, a, niche, is, a, is a niche or niche, niche podcast. Niche. You said niche. I like niche. I say niche. I say niche. Okay. It's Nietzsche if but you let's like go the with, philosopher. Let's, let's go with where, where the crowd is. Come to this podcast first. Is that or how it works? record that on another day. It's more people is better? 
Let's record that on another day. Record. Normally I do, but we had things this week where all I couldn't right. do it. We're all busy. Everybody's busy. Everybody's busy, you prick. All right. All right, so let's get back to uh, delivering a good podcast. I want to tell you about what happened to me on eBay. Two things happened to me on well, eBay. First, the first thing you need to do to deliver a good podcast is talk into the microphone. Well, I'm looking through my phone, you <laughs> douchebag. Brody's back here like this. I'm not back there like that. I, w- I, I was right good, over here for a second. how you deliver a good podcast. Is that how you deliver a podcast? Oh, uh, call Peter Luger. Oh, answering the phone. Is this a Peter Luger interlude? Oh, yeah. there's that friggin' number. He threw it away. Hold on. Hold on. Before you call Peter Luger, check this out. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Okay. There's one of those we told you about. Okay. All right, we're back. We're back. All right. I love how you use the is Peter Luger's going to answer the phone moment as a a, uh, cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah, All right. So let's see if Peter Luger's going to answer the phone. Um, uh Dialing, dialing, dialing. By the way, it's a digital dial. I am actually dialing numbers, but you're not going to hear them go pop, 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 pop. Yeah. Okay, then hit the dial button and. Fucking busy. Answer the phone. How can it be busy all the time? Peter Luger's in Brooklyn. Can we make an emergency breakthrough? You think that'll work? Yeah, the operator call. No, because I don't think they're on the phone. I think they take the phone off the hook. Well, let's make an emergency breakthrough with the operator. You want to do that? Can we do that? You're going to say, I need an emergency. You got to have a steak? 
Yeah. I'm sad. Don't tell me who the number is. I got to call my Uncle Peter. Tell him I got to make an emergency breakthrough for my Uncle Peter. I'm worried. Go ahead. Call him. My Uncle Peter. <laughs> the operator? My Uncle Peter's over 100 years old. Go ahead. Call the operator. Can we call an operator on this board? You can't. Stop. Oh, I think you have to hit nine. To, hold on. Hit nine to get out. I hit the operator. Nine. Zero. Your call cannot be completed Can't. as dialed. <sighs> Please check the number and dial again. Son of a bitch. Can't call the All operator. Right, let me tell you about phone. two things happening on eBay. I'm a big fan of selling stuff on eBay, not a sponsor. So I have this um, this sports bobblehead thing. I have bobblehead uh, up on eBay, right? And uh, I, it was up for like bobble de bobble do bobble bobble. Sorry. Should we edit that out? I think we should. I don't know what that was. You have a you have a seizure? What are it's, you doing over there? It's Big Sean and Nicki Minaj. Yeah, no, that's not what that was. That that's was S. Okay. Wobbledy wobbled. Bob. Never mind. Ah, he's so street. Okay. So this I get a bid on something on this bobblehead that I haven't it's been posted like eight times. It's been months it's been up, maybe two months. I'm like, I got a bid. This is great. Somebody wants it. I'm selling it. I'm moving the junk out. This is my new me for 2019. I get an email from the guy and he says, uh, I, I placed a bid by mistake. Can you can you retract my bid? Okay. So I see it. I'm, I'm in the car. I'm not driving, but I'm in the car. On the, I get an alert that I had a bid, and I get an alert he's emailing. So I wrote him back, and I said, hey, man. I voice texted. I said, hey, man. First of all, you placed the bid. You got to retract it. I'm not going into the eBay help section and canceling your bid. You made the mistake. You got three days. Cancel the bid. Thanks. Okay. Nothing. Next day, nothing. Nothing. I email him and I go, hey, his name is Bill. I go, hey, Bill, you got to cancel that bid because I'm not doing it. And second of all, when you say retract my bid, retract means take it back. I didn't put it there. You got to retract it. So by definition of retract the bid, that's on you, pal. You made the mistake. You go into the system, enter the item number, retract the bid. I really don't have time. It's a hectic week for me. Thank you, though. Two days go by. Third day. One day left. Email him again. Hey, Bill, you got one day left or you're owning it. I'm like, all right, whatever. Let him, let him own it. I don't care. So it ends and he's the winning bid. Right. So I go. So I send him an email. Hey, Bill, you now own the bobblehead. Congratulations. Please make payment within two days. You never canceled the bid. Never retracted your bid. I'm thinking I'm being a prick here, right? Because now if he doesn't pay, now I have to go through eBay and I have to cancel his bid. I go the whole thing, right? Okay. He writes me back and he says, hey, so sorry. Turns out I want it after all. I'm keeping it. All right. So by me not canceling his bid, I got a sale. Well, there you go. So it pays to be a dick. (laughs) I thought that was your rant. No, admittedly, I was a dick about it and I got the sale out of the deal. Even though you were a penis. Yes, I got 15 bucks for this thing that I, I've been laying in my house for 10 years. I couldn't get rid of. Good God. Now, here's the problem. Normally, when I ship on eBay, if you've used eBay, I go on the, my laptop, I go to the eBay.com, not the eBay, I go to eBay.com, and I'll, I'll upload the pictures, type in the description, yada, yada, yada. It takes about six or seven minutes, and I upload the item. And I really haven't been using the app to do that. I said, you know what? I have to. I was listing a lot of stuff over the holidays, over the two-week vacation. So I'm like, let me try the phone. Because I have the phone, I go into my office, I'll take pictures, upload it, write the description, boom, 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 all there. Otherwise, I'm running back down to my laptop. Let me see if I can do that. So there's an option when you sell on eBay. 
you can you can put up a price, an auction price, and then people bid and it goes up higher. You can use a buy it now where you go, well, I want, I'll start it at 99 cents, but if you want to buy it and you don't want to lose out on this, you can have it for 10 bucks. Or they have a thing called best offer. Like, it's 100, but if I don't get the 100, I'll take the best offer. You offer me 70, if no one else offers me 100, I'll take the 70. Sure. Some stuff, I don't want best offer. I just want to post it. I'm asking $70. I want $70. That's it. End the fucking story. So I notice everything I'm using the app for, when it goes up, I'm getting best offers. I go, I didn't check the best offer box, and they're all best offer. I go, huh, it must be an opt-out. I didn't notice it. So I uncheck everything. I undo it. They're all regular, no best offer. And now I'm, I'm listing more stuff, and I'm seeing best offer, and I'm unchecking it. I'm deliberately unchecking best offer, and I post it, and I'm getting best offers. What the fuck? I look again in my what my my eBay page, and they all have best offers. So I, I the things I posted with my laptop, not so much. So I go, must be a glitch. I'm gonna call eBay. So I call eBay, and I say to the guy, I get the guy on the phone, and the guy tells me. By the way, it sounds like you're about to go on a labyrinth of of customer service because eBay is so big, you're not gonna get the same answer twice, and and everyone's gonna be bouncing you around. All right. To different people. So I call eBay, and, and they, they have a new thing now. You can talk to them. So I get, quote, Carlos, unquote. Oh, Carlos. I assure you, this man was not from a Latin American country of any kind. His name is not Carlos. Whatever. Was it Carlos? Like that? Nope. It sounded more like the Philippines. Hmm. Not that there can't be someone named Carlos. If you have an uncle named Carlos from the Philippines, don't tweet me. Okay. He didn't sound like a Carlos. That's I'm just making an observation. All right. So I tell him the whole thing, and he says, well, I don't I don't know. I, I go, I don't understand you don't know. The app is deliberately putting in best offer when I'm unchecking best offer. What do I do? So Carlos tells me, oh, I hold on. I put some on hold. He comes back. He goes, oh, I have an idea. Oh, okay. Fantastic. What's the idea? He says, may I suggest you no longer use the app and use the desktop? What? I'm sorry, what? He says, I suggest you use the desktop. Yeah, because... If you don't like the app, don't use the app. I go, that's not the... I said, so I said, if I called about my car not working, I wouldn't want you to tell me to use the bus. I want you to fix the app. What's wrong with the app? He says, oh, of course not. When I asked him about the bus, I said, Carlos, if I called you about my car and it was broken, would you tell me to use the bus? Dead silence. Nothing. I'm waiting. He goes, of course not. Like he wasn't sure. I said, Carlos, let me speak to a supervisor. Let me speak to someone who understands the best offer option on eBay. Somebody other than you. All right, hold on. I get, quote, Mary. Not her real name. First of all, I say to her, eh, Mary's not your name. Huh? What? N- nothing. Okay, so why do you have to be a smart ass? <laughs> I mean, because Carlos got me mad. So then, so I tell Mary the story, and she says, oh, yes, it's part of eBay's new marketing campaign. We really want people to use the best offer option. It increases sales. And I, I, she said, if they see the starting price is too high and your listing is high, we suggest the best offer. They suggest the best offer. Right. But it's your stuff. Shouldn't you be in charge of how you sell it? Exactly. 
And get this. They have another thing on the app. If I want to list something for $13.99 and they think I should list it for $11, when you put in $13.99, it automatically changes to $11. Do I hear a, a fuck you eBay coming? Oh, yeah. So now there's two problems with eBay. One, you're trying to get me to take the best offer. And two, they're now telling you how much to charge. They don't say you might want to charge 11. They change your listing price to 11. And, and you have to go back and manually make it 13 again. So they go, we found that it increases sales. I said, that's terrible. And I'm never using the app again. Carlos was right. And she says, why? Who's Carlos? The guy who transferred me to you. What did Carlos say? I said, Carlos says that if I don't like the functionality of the app, I shouldn't go use the, it. Go to the website. So she says, well, that sounds like sound advice. Are you fucking kidding me? You're eBay. Your app is eBay. Your job is to get me to use the app. And your salespeople say, if you don't like it, don't use the app. That's your advice. We realize our policies may suck. So rather than fix them or have a workaround or a setting I could have that doesn't do that, they go, don't use the app. I go, are you going to change the policy on the desktop? We might. You might. Why is the policy on the phone but not on the desktop? We don't know. So you're fucking people on the phone taking away their freedom and liberty as Americans. I said that in my head, by the way. I didn't say that to them. You're taking away my right to choose the price and the options. Yes. That sucks. Well, then use the desktop. That's your answer. Guess what? See, that's where I would have stopped right there. I was like, you know what? If, If the app has other functionality to it, I'm going to use the desktop. I'm going to go on the computer. Thank you, Carlos. Goodbye. But you had to have that second follow-up with Mary to be only to be rerouted and to be told what they're trying to do. They're scheming. They're absolutely fucking on the take. And 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 the, the end result is you still going to the website. Now I have to go to the desktop. I have Sorry, to go to the website. Go to the desktop. So what? So go to the desktop. So fuck you, Carlos. And fuck, fuck you, Mary. And fuck you, eBay. And fuck you, eBay app. I still love eBay. Your app can kiss my so ass. So here's a quick one. My girlfriend got promoted the other day. Oh, I thought you were going to say pregnant. Promoted. Okay, because pregnant could happen. Okay, it could happen, She right? works in an office building in the middle could of Manhattan. Could it happen? Is there a chance? No. No? She get, so she works oh, in an office building. Oh, you were going to say something. She works in an office okay. building in the middle of Manhattan. You getting a, she getting a, in, a snip? You getting a snip? You getting snipped? No, stop it. Okay, no. you getting snipped. No, I'm not. Stop. So I, I, I she, she's... Uh, celebrating the whole thing, and I'm like, call the florist, the local florist, and I say, hey, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. Could you get some flowers up to her by lunchtime, like, you know, in the next couple of hours? No problem. We'll do that, Mr. Skiri. So the florist shows up. Now, again, when you work in a big New York City building, you got security guards and lobbies and multi-floors and stuff like that. She works on the whatever floor, like 12th, 14th floor. They have a messaging center. Brody, what does the messaging center do? It gives messages. Or the message center. When you check in with the message center. What they do you give th- you your messages. Right, but what else do they do? Don't you think that they might, you know, they... they, they oh, the, they the front desk? It's, they, it's like a front desk. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah a, okay. a reception area. Yeah, you take Mas- the flowers. Yeah, all right. So, two hours goes by, and I get a phone call from the florist. Hey, Mr. Skiri, there's a problem. We tried calling your girlfriend. She's not answering her phone. The floor, the uh, the delivery guy is downstairs in the lobby with the flowers, and I said, "Great!" I said, "She's leading an important meeting right now with her team." I said, "You guys have there's 
hundreds of companies in the building right. who all have the situation, the same situation. I said, they have a reception area. Go to the message center and drop the flowers at the message center. I'll text her, and then when she gets out of her meeting, she'll come down to the message center and pick up the flowers. All right. So he goes, no problem. Ten minutes later, I got another call from the florist. Hey, Mr. Skiri, uh, this bouquet of flowers uh, is still with our delivery guy. He's at the messaging center, and he's sitting there saying that there's a problem. Your girlfriend needs to come down to get the flowers. And he's got to go to his next delivery. She's in a meeting. I said, she's in a meeting. I said, no, leave him with the message center. Right. Okay. I'm texting. I'm calling my girlfriend. She's not answering her phone. Guess what? She's in a meeting. Of course she is, because she otherwise she would have answered. She would have answered the multitude of texts and phone calls from the florist and me. So I called the front. I called three numbers to get to the front security, and I said, hey, guys. I'm like... I need to talk to the people at the messaging center because there's a florist, uh, there's, a, there's a delivery guy with flowers right, my right, girlfriend right, right, just right. got promoted. All right, transfer over. They transfer me to the message center. I'm like, hey, this is Mr. Skiri calling. I sent my girlfriend flowers, and apparently the delivery guy is there with the flowers, and she can't come down right now because she's leading a meeting. This is, uh, is this the message center? Yes, the message center. This is us. Great. Awesome. Let the guy leave the flowers, and she'll be down in probably about in the next 20 minutes to half hour, maybe less, yeah. to pick up her flowers. Right. You don't have to water them. You don't have to trim them. You don't have to prune them. Just take them. We, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't accept deliveries here at the message center. I'm sorry, motherfuckers, but your name is the goddamn message center. You've got one job. Give messages and receive messages and deliveries. You accept packages and boxes? Do yes, they? we do. Okay. But we don't accept flowers. Why? Why don't you accept fucking flowers? Because we don't want to be responsible because they're delicate. They're more delicate. They're out in the open. They're not in a box. No! Fuck you! You're the goddamn messaging center right. of a huge fucking building with multi-billion dollar companies that are your tenants. Take the fucking flowers and my girlfriend will be fucking down when she's doing her fucking meeting. Well, doesn't she have team members that can come down? And, and like, doesn't she have interns? And, no! They're in the fucking meeting with her, motherfucker! You're a piece of shit! <laughs> I wanted to fucking... All I could think about is, what would Brody say? What would Brody yeah. say? What would Brody... But you know what? I took the opposite. Ooh, harsh ending on that song. I took the opposite. No, I, I shut it down. Right, okay. Because I said, you know what? I'm not going to lose my cool. You're going to walk that, away. No, no. He's going to walk away. What I was, You're going to take the flowers to another <laughs> no, building. No, no, In my head, that's what I was doing. I was screaming and yelling. But but what Scary Jones did do was say, look, I know I know you normally don't take deliveries for whatever reason. I'm not questioning why you don't take deliveries and you're called the message center. I'm just saying this. Uh, the, the guy, the florist, has to go to his next delivery. And my girlfriend, there's no one to take, the, the, you know, she will be down in 10 or 15 minutes, I promise you. They're not going to sit there all day. Oh, okay, so so the, we're going to make an exception here, okay? So so it's not, because apparently they have no space back there. There's a very small area they're working with. Not my problem. Not your problem. But they're like, you know what? I, and, I, and, I, and I butted him up. I said, look, my girlfriend got a huge promotion. I said, and I really, really want to make this day special for her. And I would appreciate it if you could just find it in your heart to accept these flowers and let this delivery guy go on his merry way. 
Okay. He's standing there the whole time. Yeah, he is. He's the guy who's standing there for a half hour, going back and forth between lobby security and and the messaging center and all. And he, the guy goes, "Okay, you know what? We'll make this exception. Please tell her to come down when she can." And and the delivery guy went on his way, and she got her flowers. Fifteen minutes later, I got a nice phone call. But you know what, Brody? I killed him with kindness, and I and I and I struck at the heartstring. I I I got emotional about it. I made him. Think about what he would do on the guy on the phone if he was trying to deliver right. flowers to his wife and they couldn't get there. Isn't that crazy? But it worked for you. It was a happy ending. It was a rant in my head. Yep. But I kept my cool when I spoke to them. All right. I like the way you used the rant music twice. Well, because I, I was just nervous. I yeah. was getting crazy. I, was, I don't do rants very much. but No, I, could, I would be upset. Like, you, there's no rules. There's no sign. There's no policy. But, he doesn't want to be responsible. Right, but seriously, you're a fucking messaging center. Your job's to take the shit. That's it. It's messages. You can't receive. Inbox, outbox. All right. Oh. All right, a couple things before we wrap this up. I got a couple audio clips for next week that we're going to play. Yeah. I'm mad at Bank of America. I'm mad at Grubhub. And, oh, I'm call, calling call people as, right you, as right. you tease what's going and on. And next week, I promise you, episode 70, I'll do the Chinese food rant because I dealt with a couple idiots. There's, there's a rule about takeout that these people clearly don't know. So even though it was Christmas Chinese food, it's like episode 70, it's like, all right, it's already at the end of Je- Motherfuckers! And you know what? Don't just call any Peter Luger. Call the, the Peter Lugers in Brooklyn! Brooklyn! The Boys from Brooklyn! Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.